yeah. but be yeah. that drive to, to make that change for the next generation. And even hopefully mm-hmm. still also for myself, that is, that is, that is the key. That is why I'm in here. And the same for corporate, right? Yeah. I remember, I think it was 2020 because it was still during Corona and the company was presenting their leadership team and it was online. And that was the first time that they had a black female VP in the, the leadership team. Hi, my name is Orlando and you're listening to Cooking Back to Our Roots with my mom, Vivian Aqua, the DEI consultant at Amplify DEI. My mom will be talking to different guest speakers from the African diaspora in the Netherlands. The podcast is not just about food, but also about connecting the conversation with our roots and cultivating a deeper appreciation for our shared heritage. Welcome, Shanine, to the Cooking Back to Our Roots podcast. And I'm curious about who you are and what you do. Can you share this with the audience as well? Yes. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me. I was looking forward to uh, the, having this discussion with you and being a guest on your show. Uh, so indeed, my name is Shanine Lebrun, 43 years old, uh, born and raised in Amsterdam. And right after university, I started working at Nike, European headquarters in Hilversum, and I kind of worked my way up the corporate ladder from rookie assistant, uh, junior, very junior, to uh, EMEA director. Stayed there for about 18 years. Uh, so most of my career spent uh, spend, uh, for the, working for this one employer. And two years ago, I took a big leap uh, and started, founded my own business, Hustle and Heart Consultancy, which is a career development agency. So I really help different corporates to value their top talent and really focusing on uh, underrepresented groups. Besides that, I'm also a mother uh, to Sora Lisa, who's turning five in a couple of weeks. Big Yan <laughs> in my culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm also a mentor and a speaker, DEI advocate, and do a lot around uh, female leadership. So that's kind of me, yeah, in a nutshell. I, and I'm going to add something because there is something that I do want to share with the audience as well is how I've got to know Shanine. So Shanine is a multi-talented entrepreneur. That's how I've gotten to know you. And then she also produced... She's a producer. She's a film producer. Yes, people. She is the Dutch version of Ava DuVernay. This woman, she works at Nike at the time. She's also doing her own business and she's a producer. It seems like we in some kind of ways look alike, but we don't know look alike. But I really wanted to share this aspect of you because I admire that of you. You're not, you know, you're not checking the box and say, okay, this is my job. No, you're doing things that you love on top of what you were were doing at Nike. And then eventually you decided to walk away from that and start from your own and doing so many other things. I do want to give you your props, give you your flowers for that, because I just want to, I just want to, I see what you do. Maybe I don't give you the flowers all the time, but I just want to acknowledge you what you do and there is so much more to you than what you just shared right now. So I had to, yeah. I had to add some value to that as well. Yeah, indeed. I, it's it's always as TV film producer, I it always comes like second or third, or sometimes I forget because mm-hmm. it's it's such a difficult business, right? It's such a 
Yeah, before you have success or before you realize something, before one idea turns into a movie or a series, it takes years. And sometimes you cannot say, oh, this is what I created or this is what I did. And I did indeed had an idea many years ago, which was realized as a feature film. And indeed, in 2021, I decided if I really want to change that business, because I'm in this business, not because my dream as a young girl was to become a TV and film producer. My ambition is just to make this industry more diverse. Yeah. And to do that, you need to kind of be a producer and, and produce yeah. the content that you want to see. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So that's why uh, I decided also in 2021, when I left all the security in the world behind me, uh, to also uh, become a TV and film producer. And I do that together with, uh, with a business partner. You see, you see how much value you're adding right now. I'm just like, the moment I shared, talked about producing, there was this light bulb going up on you. And that's why I wanted to share this as well. We can be so much more than the job role or the title that we put upon us, right? As long as we are doing something that fuels us, I believe that we can, we can conquer the world. But besides that, maybe we can talk about it later. Yeah. I do want to know, I know, but... The audience doesn't know, maybe doesn't know yet, but I do want to share, where are your roots from? Yeah, so my roots are from Suriname. Um, so both my parents are from Suriname. And in Dutch, you always say, so who's your father, who's your mother? So who's your father, who's your mother? So my mother is uh, Elaine Lebrun, born and raised in Suriname, Paramaribo. And my father is, father is Mario Obel, and he was born and raised in Para in Suriname. And both of them came to Holland to to study and to create a better life for themselves and um, and stayed. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was born and born and raised here. And both my parents were also um, um, teachers, um, mm. mother for children who have difficulties learning and my father for on the kind of MBO level. And uh, so you can't imagine kind of what that role of education played in my life. In most, I think, uh, Surinamese culture, I think black culture overall, yeah. education is very important. It's your it's your husband, it's your partner, it, right? It, that's that's it, how it's being portrayed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, your diploma is your first, uh, your diploma is your first and your degree is your first husband. That's what we mm -hmm. raised with. Yeah. That's what my mother even now says to my daughter, who's uh, mm -hmm. five. And yeah, so it was, it played a really important role. So making sure that you get your degree. So I did FEVIO and then uh, I did my um, degree in um, international business and management. And just to become successful, you need that piece of paper. You need yeah. to, you know, work hard and, and get a, a good job. So yeah, that Surinamese roots played a big role in how, of course, I was raised and how I, I'm, yeah, in this world now. Okay, that's that's awesome. And I'm curious, I mean, I, I already know, but I'm curious into why you're saying yes to us having this conversation on Cooking Back to Our Roots podcast. Uh, well, firstly, I love what you're doing. I love this initiative, uh, the things that I see of you online and when we catch up. I'm always amazed also with your drive and what you try to accomplish. So where I can contribute, I'm here. But also kind of the roots element, I realize that how older I get, mm -hmm. the more I want to investigate and learn more about my roots. But also the older I get, the more I want to be connected with my community, work with my community, work for my community. So, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an age thing. I'm now 43 
And I think maybe 40 was kind of the, the turning point of just analyzing, you know, the first half, thinking about the second half, and then your roots play play a key role in that. So just the, 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 the topic of this conversation and getting older and being more, wanting to be more connected, wanting to know more is playing such a big role in my life right now that when you asked me, I had no doubt. It was like, yes, yes, when, where, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. And you mentioned something about that you were curious about your roots and that you were trying to dig a little bit deeper in your history. Have you done anything about that or have you had the conversations at home with your parents about that? Yeah, so especially my mom, my dad, unfortunately, isn't here anymore, Mm -hmm. but especially definitely with my mom. And then you also realize how much she sometimes doesn't even know or Mm -hmm. get into. So, yeah, and also just doing more projects that either involve people of color, black people, mm-hmm. black community. Also my business now, so that Heart Consulting is predominantly for underrepresented groups. So making sure that they climb that ladder how they want, as they are, how far they want to go. And also that whole the the whole TV industry for me is also about mostly about creating black content, to be honest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. something that I miss. I I have to go to US content or in UK content to just see people that look like me in leading roles. And that, that shouldn't be the case. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the, the um, how the Netherlands or Amsterdam or the big cities, how they are represented with people of color, that you should see that on TV. So most of the projects that I'm working on now from a TV and film production perspective are about black people yeah. and that again is you know linked to going back to your roots and connecting more with your roots and wanting just to see yourself in yeah in in particular roles in particular stories so important it's important for me now and I, I want that to be different for my daughter when she is older so yeah I'm do having a lot of conversation also with other black people other black entrepreneurs I'm also in a whatsapp group it's it's just yeah, it's so it's so important. It's definitely important. And also what you are saying about growing up, and we are the same age, growing up in the Netherlands, you only had the dancers, the theater, mm. or the singers that we could look up to. And I'm just like, okay, not everybody's going to be Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson, right? Not yeah. everybody's going to become an Oprah. So what else is there visible? And also in the workplace, in the corporate space, it, most of the time I was the only one. And either the black person or the only black woman. And it, it makes it hard upon us, right? So having a generation, now that the generation is having more content where they can see themselves, they can reflect themselves, right? We both have kids. We both have yeah. biracial kids where they can also identify themselves in other people that look like them. How yeah. big is this for you to be able to work on, on content like this? Oh, it's it's crucial. It's what drives me. I mean, especially in the TV and film industry, the many rejections you get, mm. the, the many comments that you get, like, did you really just say that? You know, it's yeah. every day, every week. So the drive of that becoming different and we see different content is is what drives me, is what keeps me in this business. Otherwise, I would be long gone. <laughs> yeah, but being yeah. that drive to, to make that change for the next generation and even hopefully mm-hmm. still also for myself, that is that is that is the key. That is why I'm in here. And the same for corporate, right? I yeah. remember 
I think it was 2020 because it was still during Corona and the company was presenting their leadership team and it was online. And that was the first time that they had a black female VP in the, the leadership team. And I saw her and I was like, so proud. I was yeah. so emotional. I was, there's so many feelings and emotions came up just by seeing a woman in the leadership team. And, and we're like 2020. Yeah. And uh, also emailed her afterwards saying, you know, how proud I am. And it was so special to see her and she acknowledged. But of course, that also yeah. puts pressure on her, you know, being the exactly first, being the only. Yeah. So she yeah. also responded with, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to make you proud and everybody. But that's also such a heavy pressure to have. So on the one hand, you know, she's, of course, happy. But on the other hand, that comes with loads of responsibility, which is also unfair to 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 have on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was such a special moment. And I don't want kind of such a big moment to be just so rare, right? We want yeah. more leaders with different backgrounds in leadership roles, so that's that's my whole drive. That's that's why I took the leap, because leaving such a um, you know good company, amazing brand, amazing people work there, great job opportunities to leave that behind. My mother, of course, Sunamese roots, so she was like, "What? What? What are you going to do? Uh, repeat that?" I recognize that. I recognize that because sometimes when in 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 the black communities, right, there there are certain job securities that they have so either you work something with law or become an advocate or you do something in in nursing or caring right you do that and when that differs from their standard it's just like okay but what are you doing you're leaving a secure job a full paid job where everything is done everything is settled you're getting your discounts or your shoes your gadgets your your appear you're walking away from that for what what are you going to do? Insecurity? What? <laughs> I know, right? But and it was because for the first kind of generation difference was mm-hmm. when I was 18. And um, yeah. I had to choose between going, becoming a dancer because I did Lucia Marta mm-hmm. or just going to study. And yeah. I, was also, I, mean, I was 18, so I had nothing to say. So my mother was also like, okay, so which study are you going to do, right? So becoming a dancer was definitely not an option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And now again, you know, having, uh, having, leaving all that security behind. But I do have to say that in the beginning, my mom was really nervous and she was really like doubtful and really like, oh, this is, this is such a huge decision. But Mm -hmm. she came, she came through, she came along with the decision and she kind of, you know, put my trust with her trust in me and, mm-hmm. and I mean she raised me so she knows she raised me well so I wouldn't mm-hmm. just do something that is irresponsible and now she's totally proud and you know totally sees what I'm she's following me on Instagram so before I had to kind of explain it she was never clear what I do and mm-hmm. uh, but now she follows me on Instagram I get no questions it's just like oh that was great that she did that so, it was, yeah. so she, yeah. she understands she talks really proudly to other people so it's uh yeah it's it's good now yeah, I'm I'm also curious about what made you shift from being a being an employee and an entrepreneur and all the things that you were doing to fully focus into building your own empire. Yeah, so I I had hustled and so I I had to I, I need to take you back then to 2012 because mm-hmm. that was the year that I my father passed away due to a sudden heart attack. Yeah. Before that, I was, you know, I was climbing that ladder, you know, big steps up, 
sideways and then up some more working evenings, working weekends, you know, and you, you understand the corporate life. But when he passed away, that changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. And that made me really question what I was doing, how I was approaching my career. And it, and it changed me, to be honest. So I came back. So I was out for a while, out of business. And then I came back just a different person with more balance, with more boundaries. And it gave me back more time. But I also realized my dad was somebody who enjoyed life. He, he mm-hmm. There was nothing that he 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 could say that he regretted. Nothing. Because no. he was just enjoying every second. And so when I came back, I was starting to do lots of things besides Nike, next to Nike. And one of the things was kind of the seed that is now also an art consultancy. So really helping female entrepreneurs, helping female professionals, advising, being a mentor. And I knew that after Nike, because Nike, I mean, for, for those who work at Nike, know for those who um, um, uh, want to work at Nike, they also know it's it's an amazing company, right? So mm-hmm. after Nike, I was like, what is after Nike? I mean, <laughs> not going to be any of the competitors. It's not going to be a startup because I'm so mm-hmm. to the golden kind of the, the, the bubble and everything being there. Mm-hmm. And so I knew it was going to be my own business. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was for me the moment... And when I started my side hustle, because people also asked me, when are you leaving Nike? Are you leaving Nike? And I never knew. I never started a side hustle to leave Nike. Mm-hmm. I started a side hustle because I wanted to have a creative outlet. Because yeah. there was so much know. more that I wanted to do. And maybe I would never have left Nike. But I think in 2012, it was. It felt like the moment where, like, I, okay, I'm, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, so it was literally a feeling. So for those who are listening and were like, I don't know, I always say your gut will tell you. Yeah. When, the, when the time is right, you will jump and you will jump because you feel I can do this. Before that, also, I think it's also, you know, listening to yourself and the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh, you prevented the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of thinking, oh, I should have done that 10 years ago or I should have done this, I'm doing, I'm taking the lead now. I'm yeah. jumping now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's scary. It's scary. Yeah? Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then I was jumping. I was like, <laughs> I got this. No. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same roller coaster like you. It's, it's scary. It's not an easy feat, but there are benefits to being an entrepreneur or having your own business and setting your own boundaries and creating from me personally, the benefit of being on my own as an entrepreneur is creating my own psychological safe space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of, I say, transferable skills from when you work in a corporate setting that you you can use when you're an entrepreneur. I never knew Mm -hmm. like, but, good school for me to become mm-hmm. an entrepreneur but you know the way you present yourself the way you make proposals the way you show yeah. up the way you do storytelling I yeah. learned that just being a, a, in a corporate setting yeah because uh, I had no entrepreneurs around me in the family close to me that I could learn from that I see that I could copy that I you know give me the comfort of oh I've mm-hmm. seen that works N- nothing so yeah. uh, there are so many transferable skills that 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 can yeah support you what I'm hearing is you saw Nike as your ideal business school yeah. for what you're doing now, practically. Yeah. What you're doing now and you're reaping the benefits of, you know, of the skills that you learned there, but also amplified there. And you're using it now for your business. So that's amazing. And 
let's go back to the main theme of, of yeah. the show, and that is cooking back to our roots, right? So what is your favorite meal that you want to share with us? Yeah, so my favorite meal, I, I have a, I have a couple. Can I? Mm -hmm. Okay, what? you can. You well, the other guests have shared a couple, so why not you? As well? <laughs> no, the, well, the first the first one that I that mm -hmm. I really love, and I don't know necessarily how to translate, but it's rice with a kind of meat pie and and pum. I don't know how pum translates into into how you translate, but, but I don't know either. But I'll make sure to share the YouTube video how to make pum. So yep. that people can can create it themselves or at least try and see how it's made, right? Yes. Yeah. So also the link to this topic, it's really funny. I love eating and I love our culture and I love our dishes, but I am not mm -hmm. the best. So if people try to make pom, good on you. I just eat the best pom <laughs> in the world. It's trial and error. It's trial and error. That's all I gotta say. Trial and error. <laughs> but yeah, so that is one of my so pom pasta and rice is one of my favorite dishes. But also just mm -hmm. the brown of also uh, uh, um, beans with um, with rice. Yeah, yeah love yeah. that too. Cute. And then the other one, and that's I think maybe my number one is chim chim kip. So chim chim chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, which which I also love, and these were all dishes that my dad made. Mm. So it's such, a, and I was I was always, as I mentioned, the eater. So mm -hmm. I can, so I can eat all day, but I never took the liberty to to look how we did it, to to you know write down how we prepared the dishes. So that was, yeah, that is uh, something that I really really regret that I didn't mm -hmm. have. And you know how he did things, and that I can now mm -hmm. do that also for myself and for 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 my family. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, those are some of my favorite dishes. Sounds awesome. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned at least one dish that one of the guests be one of the future episodes will definitely highlight, and that is rice with brown beans. It's yeah. the epiphany within the within the Suriname culture. So that's definitely a very tasty dish, personally. So yes. yeah. And you watched the sneak preview of Ghana. Yeah. What did you learn from watching that? And also, I'm curious to find what the highlight was for you. Uh, well, the highlight definitely was for me when when it became a vulnerable topic. When we when mm. they talked about Kobe about his his, his wife, which he has. Mm -hmm. a or he's married to her and has a relationship already for 24 years. But, you know, that it wasn't what his parents expected or maybe hoped he would come home with. Yeah. And he, how he approached that, how he dealt with that, and how, you know, love is something you cannot put a, a label, a color, or a culture or anything on that. Yeah. And I love when it came, when it, when he talked about that topic. Mm -hmm. um, but also when she mentioned about, you know, not being straight and how that yeah. conflicts with her culture and which is thing a thi still a thing and also just you know discussing that in the session which was also already something huge so mm -hmm. you no know, get to those vulnerable topics where we you know we have generation clashes maybe we have culture clashes and being bicultural and raised with two cultures and all the things mm -hmm. that come up and are related to that i really love that but then also I think also what what I've learned and what I've what I've also listened to the guests is kind of having the balance between, you know, staying true to your culture and how you're yeah. raised, but then yeah. you are also often raised here, right, in the Netherlands, yeah. which is different. So how do you balance that? How do you make the two work? When do you, 
you know, you say something that is maybe a little bit more Dutch versus Surinamese. And how do you keep that respect, mm-hmm. and, but still are true to yourself? And you are, and I am just raised with two cultures. Uh, there are sometimes difference. There are sometimes challenges. There are sometimes different perceptions or disagreements. But how do you still remain respectful? That is the, yeah, what I've, what I, what came through also when it became a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And it's still a challenge, right? Because I don't know how it is for you, but I can definitely share for the way that we are raising Orlando right now. I mean, certain things that the way that I was raised, I'm not going to bring back, right? Sometimes the, the harshness of, of correcting kids. Mm. It's something that I, 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 I understand it from their perspective, from my parents' perspective, but I don't understand it from my perspective anymore that it works for my child. There are other yeah. ways to correct them and to support them as well, which is a challenge because sometimes it's it seems very easy to default yeah. back to how it was, but also it's better to change the narrative, change the system in a different way as in different parenting style. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It is definitely. There's also some things that I, you know, will will are, are I am doing differently than than mm-hmm. my mother did, and, mm-hmm. and also is what one of the differences is also the, the how you show love, how you show that yeah. you love somebody. Yeah. Our parents were always yeah. from the doing. You see that I love you because I yeah. do this and this and this. Yeah. And I, I realize now my generation, but also my daughter, you know, that they, they want to feel it. They want to yeah. kind of feel the arms they want to hear yeah. it they want to see yeah. you know so I'm, I'm i'm making a conscious effort to really do that more so it's you know staying true because you are raised right so you the things that you are how you're raised is not something that you can just change or mm-hmm. also it's still very much part of you so it's that transition and seeing what that next generation needs yeah. and yeah and and listening to that yeah definitely and you you mentioned that you were born and raised here. If you if your child or I, in this case I, let me let me put it on myself. If I would ask you how do you look upon your past, what would you say? Um I I'm very happy with how everything went in my life. I, I think now as I'm, you know, an adult person, I can say, you know, that's <laughs> for a reason. And I think that, yeah, the, 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 the moments that maybe had a big impact on my life. Well, f- w- the first big impact was, I think, when I lost my grandmother. So I was beginning mm. 20s. Yeah. And I, that was just my first l- loss of somebody really close to me. So my grandmother also used to live with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so yeah, we, we were always together. So that loss was just as a young adult. Yeah. How do you deal with that? that first big loss. And then I think also climbing the corporate ladder, <laughs> there's lots of things that, that, that I learned from, I think, especially when you, the higher up you get. Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, we, you know, I was raised with just work twice as hard, just really work yeah. hard. That will open a door, you know, just make sure that you, you know, you fit in and, you know, and that's just not what suits you in, in corporate life, in the corporate mm-hmm. environment. 
It's about the networking. It's about, you know, who you know and who is your sponsor. And that person opens a door for you. And mm-hmm. so there's a couple of things during my career in which I realized, oh, that working hard just gets me to here. But I need to do other things to get yeah. me to the next level. And mm-hmm. I learned the hard way, like how you brand yourself and, you know, how you self-promote. And those are not things that we learn from, you know, from home. We learn the opposite, you know, just dim your light. Just, you know, you've been offered a seat at the table. Just go and sit, you know. Why, mm-hmm. why yeah. are you maybe building your own table or thinking about, you know, building yeah. It's just just different. So that has a big impact on my life. And then my, losing my dad had mm-hmm. also in my life more on you know maybe before that I was just living life or or life lived me and as soon as I lost him I you also realize oh our life isn't a gift and you know that in the back of your head mm-hmm. always but as soon as you lose a parent then you're like ah yeah 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 no yeah. Life isn't, he, he, they're not always with you and you should try cherish them and love them and spend time with them while they're here. There's not, oh, when I'm done with my work, oh, no, when I make this next career move. No, no, no. That yeah. So that was also life changing to me. And I think maybe last also becoming a mother. Yeah. So a moment of just there's more to life than just me now. It's 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 mm-hmm. a little one where you have lots of responsibility for. Yeah, but I think in general. I mean, I'm very happy with, with how life, life, yeah, how life is treating me. And even with the obstacles and the rejections and the difficult times, mm-hmm. you have your tribe around you, you have your, your family around you. And if, if you, you think, oh my God, this is the worst time of my life, then, you know, mm-hmm. still you, you, you get through it. So, um, yeah. And yeah, I think it's a, 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 a famous phrase of, you know, God puts on your plate what you can handle. Sure. Uh, so maybe in the beginning you think like, oh my God, why is this on my plate? God, why? But then you just... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I started May with them after breaking my fall and I'm still dealing with, with the challenges from that. But I do believe that there are lessons in life that are bringing you valuable teachings mm. of life and the way that I try to approach it. I'm not saying that it goes well every day, but I'm trying to approach it well. Now that I'm dealing with a temporary disability work, how can I make the most of it? Right. How can I show up and, and think about all the barriers that people are facing. And now that I'm seeing that I'm baffled, I'm advocating for that, for more inclusion and yeah. There's so much more that I can do, which I'm I'm willing to do, but it's true yeah. to what you say that sometimes there are reasons why curveballs come your way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what would you like people to take with them in the present? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's always so uh, corny, but I do think, mm-hmm. you know, believe believing in yourself trusting in yourself trusting in the process believing in in, in kind of your self-worth and and maybe also the power of community i think especially in mm. the community sometimes i feel that we're still a little bit divided or not all we are not a little bit we are <laughs> divided 
No, 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 not a little bit. We are divided. I mean, we are divided. It, it's it comes from the way that if you look, and I'm talking about the black community. If you see how we were separated from the past, and even though mm. for me. The fact that I'm having all these different conversations with people from different nationalities, right? I was born, raised in a way that I could, I should only dibble dabble in my Ghanaian community. Mm. And I'm a person who would, who's rather like curious about the different communities because we have so much more in common and there's so much more to life than only staying put in your own community. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think definitely take into the present more the power that of doing things together in general. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to the black community, just the power of just imagine, you know, us coming together on particular topics, on, you know, yeah. capital or, or on, you know, entrepreneurship or on yeah. career, doesn't matter. But just the power in that is mm-hmm. huge. So I would yeah. love to... to to focus more on that when they start something or when they want to change or want, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much power in, in just doing things together. And what I also, and that is also something for not necessarily only the black community, but just people of color also maybe in general is just kind of the self-promotion and the taking the stage and, and, and stepping into the light. You have a, I know. You mean the personal branding as yes. in claiming your stage, claiming your, your, your mic. Right. Yes. Yes. Hold on to yes. it. And and yeah. Now so many kick ass people, just yeah. women of color, people of color, you know, yeah. black women who are doing so amazing things, and and nobody knows about it. And then I hear their story, and I was yeah. like, so why are you not? Why aren't you sharing this? You know, I'm like, yeah. yeah. But what do I say? And are people yeah. wait? And I'm like, go, go, and please share. It's, and it's also the humbleness that. Yeah. When I'm I'm sharing things from now from my perspective, as in Ghanaian people are very humble, right? And it's more yeah. like we are more invisible than visible. Only I I'm one of the few exceptions of that rule, where I do believe that it's okay to share you have yeah. won this. It's okay to share that you have achieved something very huge, so that more people can cheer you on, but also more people can see what is possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I think it's 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 about those more people, right? It's yeah, about yeah. The whole self promotion and self branding is not necessarily for you, yeah, <laughs> <It's> for somebody <laughs> else that sees it yeah. and thinks, yeah. okay. And I was wondering because it, I was it's funny that just that long ago I was on the cover of a really uh, important media magazine. Mm-hmm. And and because I, I'm thinking about it because we're talking about this topic of self-promotion and it was mm-hmm. weird, right? Because I'm definitely not the biggest producer out there. I, I haven't done like a huge thing. And this was offered to me by the magazine to be on the cover. And I, I doubted, right? Because I was like, mm-hmm. are cover? are you putting yeah. me on the cover? Because I'm a black woman, and and, and you know that which is about which which is a valid question. Are they are they talking in you, or yeah. are they really promoting you because they believe in your success and what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. And I I didn't ask it, and I doubted. I was like, do I do this? And I and eventually I did because it's mm-hmm. huge magazine, huge mm-hmm. um, um uh, audience that they reach. And I did it literally not to self-promote for myself, but literally for anybody who sees this and thinks, cool, then I can also enter this yeah. world. Or cool, yeah. 
he d- does it. Okay, let me let me give writing a try. Literally yeah. for group. Yeah. That's it. That's why I'm on the cover because it feels totally awkward to be on that cover. There are so many big producers in that magazine. I'm definitely not the one. You that- deserve to be there. Didn't you hear that? I called you and I see you as the Dutch version of Ava DuVernay. So Ava started small as well. And look at where she is, right? It doesn't matter because you're a few women of color who does movie and senior production. Yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, so but with the whole self-promotion, I always say go and do it because it's not for you. It's for yeah. other people doing it. Yeah. And it's not to show, oh, look what I've done. No, it's look it's you're doing that so that somebody else thinks, God damn it, I can then do that too. Yeah. So yeah. that's the whole reason. And that's what yeah. I hope will take into the present. More self-promotion. More self-promotion. Yes. I love that. And this is a question that I would ask on behalf of your daughter. And that is, what is the message that for the future that you want to share to mitigate any challenges that we are dealing with now so that she won't deal with that in the future? Um, maybe a couple of things. So one, always respect each other. Mm -hmm. I think whatever you do in whatever situation with between one other person, between family, what doesn't really matter, but definitely respect each other. And what I also mentioned before, embrace the, 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 the power of community. Mm -hmm. I think with an open mind, we can definitely mitigate any challenge. And and maybe also realizing that there's no one way in in things. There's just not one one solution, not one uh, best way of doing it. There's there's so many ways to accomplish things. And if you have that in the back of your mind with an open mind, I think that so it's I think respect, open minds embrace the power of community and realizing that there's just not one way. Yeah. I'm curious about why you're sharing the last part of there is, there are more ways to reach Rome or to reach Paris. Why is it important for you to mention this or to highlight this? Yeah. I think it also goes back to my upbringing mm-hmm. and also the, what we talked about on the, the, sometimes the generational differences. Yeah. Uh, because our parents are like, this is the way. This is yeah. the thing. <laughs> yes. And often I realize, especially with my mom, that yeah, okay, that's that's your way, but this is mm-hmm. my, and it can yeah. also, you know, yeah. Uh, and I think also in general, sometimes we are still thinking in our, you know, in, in our boxes on this mm-hmm. is this is the way to climb the ladder. This is the way yeah. to become a film producer if you study it and if you then get the right experience and if you then do this then you become a tv and film producer no also just have a career and then one day you think like i think i need to become a producer because i want to make a change and then you go to and you register as a tv and film producer that's it is it that simple is it that simple (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not but in general i mean if you read high level Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. You re- you mentioned in the beginning that I realized the feature film while still working at Nike. Hey, anything is possible. True, true, true. And it's also you. Do, yeah, I I do believe that you don't have to study a certain 
a, a certain, you don't have to do a certain study to end up to become where you are at right now. And I, I totally believe in what you are sh- saying because it feels like you're talking about me. You're talking about the elements of how cooking back to our roots came to life, right? I don't have the knowledge and the expertise to produce this on my own, but I do know people that can support me, that can help me and to bring my vision in life. And I, I see that happening with you, where you had a vision, where you collaborated with different people to bring that vision to life. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no one way to to realize your dreams. You just have to have it, shout it out, and then mm-hmm. go find your people to help you and, and stick stick with it, right? There will be many challenges, but stick with it. And, uh, and again, you're not doing it for yourself. It's for that next generation. Yeah. Shalene, I love this conversation and we could have gone for hours, but I just want the people to be so curious about you that they connect with you, follow you on the different platforms. And thank you for sharing your story and connected to Cooking Back to Our Roots. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I also enjoyed the conversation. And yeah, let's see who we we can inspire. We're just this, this talk between us. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cooking Back to Our Roots. I hope you enjoyed my mom's conversation with the guest speakers. If you love what you heard today, don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Until next time, bye!